0: taking a break from all the political talk to let you know about something you are definitely going to want to check out when it opens up here, not this weekend, but the following weekend, Labor Day weekend, at the Springfield and Central Illinois African American History Museum, an exhibit called Negro Leagues Baseball with the Spanish spelling of the word baseball, B-E-I-S-B-O-L. Joining us to tell us more about it is Carolyn Farrar. She's the president of the Springfield and Central Illinois African American History Museum and joins us live this afternoon. Carolyn, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for taking the time.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh,
0: This is uh, so exciting. It's uh, uh, a fascinating and, in some respects, an infuriating of American history, these extraordinarily talented ballplayers relegated to this entire other league because they simply were not allowed to compete in the major leagues until Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier and even then the Negro Leagues persisted for well over a decade after that. So uh for for those who uh don't know the history and we have a, a whole generation of youngsters for whom this sort of thing I'm sure seems unfathomable, give us the the backstory here about baseball's Negro leagues.
1: Well, the Negro Leagues were it was actually a business franchise that started um Black baseball players have played baseball um, into the beginning in the 1800s forward, really. They've always played baseball in a sense. And they had barnstorming teams, club teams, and so forth. And finally, in 1920, uh, visionary Rube Foster, who was player-manager of the Chicago Giants, uh, baseball teams uh, pulled together all of the teams and formed what he what was then called the Negro Leagues, which really organized them, uh, got the teams off the ground, and got them growing. The teams were formed because, as you said, um, black players could not play in the in the major leagues, but had exceptional talent and therefore wanted to have teams of their own. And that is how this came about. Um, the connection with the Hispanic clubs uh, was from the Caribbean as well as Mexico. What happened was actually the Negro um, League's players went to those countries and played ball and actually in some cases encouraged and kind of reintroduced the game there and played and were very well honored and recognized for their talent, their ability, uh, which they couldn't get in the States. And then the um, Afro-Latino players or Afro-Caribbean players came to the States to play as well. And they, of course, could not play in the major leagues because of the color of their skin. And they ended up playing in the Negro Leagues. Uh, And a lot of the... um, Uh, And it's kind of a connection that follows in today. If you look at any of the major league teams, you see a lot of uh, Afro-Hispanic players on all of those teams. Um, I was just watching the Field of Dreams game and the White Sox. And uh, a large percentage of their players um, were from the Caribbean uh, countries. And so that is the connection. Uh, It was a an interesting part of our history because the Negro Leagues had a great impl- uh, impact on baseball, but it also affects civil rights, um, social aspects of African American life. Many businesses grew up around the Negro Leagues because when they came to town, uh, they stayed in um, in black hotels, they ate at the restaurants, they generated a lot of business. In fact, um, Many of the white stadiums booked the Negro League uh, teams in, uh, So, and but it was not an integrated night, per se. But then the African-American um, citizens came to those ballparks, and they made actually more money when the Negro League teams came to town than they did on their – um, their home teams. Uh, so uh, Comiscu, Old Comiskey Park was one of the favorite haunts of several of the Negro League teams uh, playing there. So that's kind of the, the backstory of it. Uh, it grew out of the fact that um, there was so much talent out there and they wanted to play ball.
0: And so when you talk about this connection to uh, the Caribbean and to uh, to Latino players, I guess that explains why the exhibit is titled Baseball with the, the Spanish spelling of the word B-E-I-S-B-O-L. Yes, I see. Uh, now-
1: yes, we wanted to expand the story is what we wanted to do. And um, this is a big slice of the story of the Negro Leagues. And it is one that the Negro Leagues Museum in Kansas City wanted told. And we thought it was an interesting one. A museum should always expand the story. You should come away with something new that you didn't know or didn't even think you knew. And we think uh, this will uh, open up a lot of eyes. No now, no
0: question. It was a, a part of this story that I was certainly not familiar with until I began to uh, read up on it. And as you noted, this is a traveling exhibit, so it originated with the Negro Leagues Museum in Kansas City.
1: Yes, yeah, it is a production of the Negro Leagues um, Museum in Kansas City. And um, the interesting thing about all of the players that we are featuring um uh, none of all of them have are deceased except for Willie Mays that we are featuring, and it's a story that um, really the museum in Kansas City keeps alive in in helping generation after generation to understand and uh, to know about the Negro Leagues baseball.
0: Is there a Springfield or Central Illinois connection to this story? There
1: is. Um, Actually, uh, we have a a piece uh, in our exhibit that we will open uh, next uh, Saturday that deals with Central Illinois players and teams. Uh, In Springfield, many citizens know Josh Johnson, who uh, actually was not born in Springfield, but did a lot of his professional career after he finished with uh, his stint with the Homestead Grays and uh, came to Springfield and became an educator, but he was a player there. We also will feature some players who uh, from Danville, Champaign, um, and uh, Urbana area, uh, Ernie Westfield, um, Nate Bobo. Um, from that area to just to name a, a few. And of course, the great Satchel Page had a stint here in Springfield when he worked with the Redbirds and um, also did some barn, barnstorming through Springfield at a time in his heyday. So Springfield does have a connection with the Negro Leagues here locally, and we want to showcase that as well in the exhibit.
0: If you don't know some of the backstory of Satchel Paige, uh, get on Google, do some reading on it. It is a a remarkable story, both of his time in the Negro Leagues and ultimately uh, entering the the major leagues and uh, pitching off and on in the major leagues until he was in his 60s. They would occasionally plug him into games. An incredible ballplayer, an incredible uh, story there as well. We're talking with Carolyn Farrar. She is the board president for the Springfield and Central Illinois African American History Museum. Uh, so, what is this exhibit made up of? What sorts of things will people see when they come to the museum and come to see this exhibit when it opens on September 4th?
1: Well, when it opens on September fourth we will you will enter the exhibit through what we call the Hall of Countries, where we have flags representing the countries where these players uh, came from, of course, starting off with the United States. You will see an um, o- overview of the players that we are featuring, uh, many of them you. You kind of know Minnie Minoso, Martin Dehago, uh Ruth Foster, Josh Gibson—all of these players. That Buck O'Neill. All of them will be featured with short bios and some interesting uh, pictures of them. It is also presented uh, in Spanish as well. Uh, there's a timeline of um, the history of the Negro Leagues. We have what we call the um, the, uh, the jersey row is what we are calling ROW. We have over 17 um, authentic replicas of the jerseys that these players um, uh, used back in the day, and about half of them are what we call the centennial jerseys, because last year was the 100th commemoration of the start of the Negro Leagues, which started, at, uh, obviously, in 1920. And, of course, this this exhibit was supposed to be presented last April, but of course, COVID hit. We will also have um, a bit have some video audio video uh, material which uh, has interviews of some of the central Illinois players that we'll have available. Uh, we also have Mr. Bob Kendrick, who is the president and CEO of the Negro Leagues Museum, uh, doing what he calls his story, 22 stories about Negro Leagues baseball that you will be fascinated to learn about some of the things that started with the Negro Leagues baseball. And then we have about five um, team profiles of uh, teams that we think people know as well as some that will be new to them. Uh, We have some memorabilia that that local people have wanted to uh, loan to us to show to the people. So there's quite quite an array of things we think that will be offered in this exhibit.
0: So how do people uh, come to see the traveling exhibits called Baseball? It's the history of the Negro Leagues, uh, a, a, pr- a production of the Negro Leagues Museum in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, when, where and how will it be available to the public?
1: Thank you. Uh, it has a grand opening on September 4th. Uh, and it is it will be available on all of the hours that we are open. And we are open Tuesday through Saturday from noon to four o'clock. Um, it is offered um, at no at, at free of charge. However, we do appreciate donations. We are a 501c3 and we operate on community support. So we are hoping that the community will come out and support this exhibit. Uh, it has been two and a half years in the making and Uh, We think we've got a lot to offer and to teach.
0: And if people would like to learn more about everything uh, that is available at the Springfield and Central Illinois African American History Museum, uh, where can they go online to do so?
1: They can. And we have a very rich website that has information on the Negro Leagues. But we have just an unbelievable amount of information about Springfield and Central Illinois history. And our website is www. dot s p i a a h m dot org
0: s p i a a h m dot org again it is the springfield and central illinois african-american history museum 1440 monument avenue in springfield carolyn Ferrar is the board president thank you so much for your time this afternoon very much looking forward to seeing the new exhibit
1: I hope you will hurry and get out and see it, and we really want the community to come out and see what we think is a very wonderful display of a rich history that we want to preserve.
0: Available September 4th through October 30th here in Springfield. Thanks again for your time. We'll talk soon.
1: Thank you so much, Jim.